it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we're doing it live. Oh, we're already breaking the, the monetization. Uh, call me, call me O'Reilly. The way I'm stacking these bills. Oh my oh, god. god. All right, should we just restart? Turn the video off. No. <laughs> All right, welcome to the show, everybody. Please like and subscribe. Welcome to the Unpaid Nobody's, where we talk about news and music Nothing. and hip hop and everything and everything all at once. Uh, welcome to the yellow episode. Uh, all is yellow. All is yellow, except anything any of us are wearing. Uh, yeah, we did not play yeah. accordingly. This is kind of yellow. We also all have se- several pieces of lyrical lemonade merch that none of us are wearing. Uh, That's also true. We did not plan ahead. No, Jasper, but. I mean... <laughs> Shut up. I came prepared. Yeah. Observe. Yeah. Oh, there that doesn't go. count. I should have brought, yeah. brought my shoe socks. <laughs> yeah. The Shondoms? The Shondoms? Yeah. Yeah. I have those. Oh, I have yeah. the little thing that came in. I thought like the package design was genius. The uh, package design was oh, yeah. really nice. Yeah. I never opened mine. Oh, right. wait. I actually also. Hold on. Okay. Here we go. Are you going to flex your little lemonade stuff? No, I got another one of these. Oh, okay. Here you go. Oh, a little something. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, uh, we're here. We're live. Well, we're live. Another week. We're another reviewing week. all the yellow. We got a lot of news. Not a whole lot of releases. No, 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 no. Um, a lot of news. We, yes, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Um, believe it or not, Social Force dropping an album this week. It's probably going to be genius. Like, <laughs> what if it's album of the year? Like, let's be honest here. <laughs> what if it's a griselda album what if it's produced by the alchemist honestly just all of our griselda boys jasper don't say honestly this is not a good combination no, we're no, not gonna no, no, snaps <laughs> <laughs> purvis out of joke mode immediately it's like oh I shit he could think this is real yeah. <laughs> i refuse um but yeah that is literally the only album very very slow week for albums but we have a couple of big singles yeah don tolliver did drop bandit with the music video in the yeah. middle today did we watch um, it listen to it i've watched part of the video listened to the song several times love it i'm excited i liked the song and loved the video okay i thought That's the song was good i did not think it was great i thought the snippet at the end of the video for the other song was better Ooh. Nah, I missed that. I didn't know there was a snippet. No, yeah, there's a snippet at the end of the video that I think it sounds better than the song. Not that it sounds surprised. bad. I think Bandit is a good track. I think it is a solidly good track. Maybe even very good, but certainly not great. Now, am I tweaking? This is what we heard at Travis Scott's concert. I right? think so, yeah. Okay. I, I was pretty sure, but I wasn't. I yeah. Um, yeah, excited for that. Maybe yeah. a new chapter of Don coming out. Yeah. Uh, we, he releases uh, often. He does release often. So hopefully we, we finally get that breakthrough that we've been praying for. Yeah. Um, we also have both of your golden boys, yeah. Kid Cuddy and Denzel Curry, are collabing for Black Ops. Yeah, for Blops. I literally just found out about this. Yeah, I yeah, this is my first time hearing about this. But yeah, this is... Yeah. I mean, they've collabed already together. I love Denzel Curry. Spoiler alert for later. Like... He's... <laughs> Yeah, I understand. yeah, we, no, we know it, he's one of your golden boys. Yeah, he's all we yeah. need is Jit. Now we would literally have the trifecta again. Yeah, he's no, yeah, it's one hundred percent. Like so, I'm I'm into now, this. I am curious, and Jasper, I'm asking you this because you would know more than us. What happened to the um, the extended version of Insano? Of Insano, is it still coming out? I think it is. I think he he said he had enough material for it, but I'm assuming that it's going to be like a later deluxe thing maybe he tours 
for it and then it goes on sale for the tour or something. I could see that being a an option. Okay. But I'm I'm glad we didn't get it all at once though. Yeah, it would be a lot. It was I mean, already a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like it feels like the vibe in this podcast about deluxe editions depends on the artist. And yeah. I did not leave Insano thinking I want more of this. Right? Like I want it less. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. It's like I didn't, you know, that that's just generally how I felt about it. So I am not holding my breath for a extended. Yeah. Uh, it would it would have to be a for all the dogs, level, change in quality in the deluxe, which was a very very yeah big jump. And even that I thought was like cool, but <clears throat> not anything worth writing home about. Yeah, that's true. Well, nah. Mick Jenkins gave us a deluxe album, technically. Yeah, he did. Called. It was just two songs, but it was good. Yeah. It was they good. I, I I like those songs a lot, actually. Yes. Yeah, no, um, I'm not anti-deluxe by any stretch. It's just like, you know, the album has to leave me wanting more for me to get excited for a deluxe. You know, Mick Jenkins, absolutely. After Hours, when the deluxes were coming out for that, absolutely. Give me more. Yeah, but... You know, Insano, no, not at all. Like, yeah. One thing that um, I always appreciate for Deluxe is when content that's on the original album <clears throat> is like referential to stuff that doesn't, that like isn't necessarily clear until the Deluxe comes out. Because it's like, it's like something that was potentially cut that we find they're like, oh, that's what that means. I had that moment last week when I was listening to um, Call Me If You Get Lost again. And I was listening, like, I was really trying to decipher all the lyrics from the fast part of Massa. Yeah. And there's a part where he says, this is Wharf talk you can't relate to. And I didn't know what that was referencing until I was like, oh, the song Wharf talk that was cut and then was on the deluxe. That's pretty cool. That actually does make sense. That's just, like, very, I feel like that is just such a, like, a, a creative happenstance that it just can't be manufactured. It's just something that just has to happen. Yeah. And therefore, it's like it seems like a weird bar of quality because it's something that can only happen by happenstance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if it's directly like I don't know if it's directly like it it tells how good a project is or anything or a song, but I think it's just like a fun Easter egg that comes with the territory yeah. of like cut songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm about to be on the lookout for that. To be honest, see if there's other examples. Yeah. All um, right, run through the rest of the singles. Yes, some of the other singles we have Daniel Caesar coming out with Waiting in Vain, which someone was saying could be a cover to um a Bob Dylan song, yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear that. No, that'd be good. Yeah. No, I, I love a good Bob Dylan is the most coverable album artist of all time. So like That's fair. Daniel Caesar covering a Bob Dylan song sounds up his alley. Sounds great. Yeah, like Absolutely. I don't know if I even heard the original, so this would be fun for me. And also like um his cover of Street Lights, which he did very well. Yeah. Um do a cover that, of Kitchen Lights. <laughs> I don't know if I can imagine him selling cocaine. <laughs> but anyway. We have Logic coming out with fear. Yikes. We have <laughs> Usher. It works. <laughs> we have Usher and Pills coming out with Rain, Good which joke, I'm is a lead up single to the Super Bowl stuff. Yeah. Um which they took away from us. We no lions, no ravens. It's Black History Month. They could have at least given us that. Yeah, yeah. it's but red team versus red team, folks. Yeah, it's Republicans versus Republicans. 
that's that, those are dynasties for you. This is football. Anyone who told you anything different was going to happen was lying to you <laughs> or doesn't understand the sport. Like, it could be worse. You look, could be a I Formula One the... fan today. Yeah, no, I'm good. Who's the person that signed? Oh, like, my God. Like, oh, God. What did I just say? I do not want to do a Formula <laughs> I do not want to do a Formula One thing right now. I do He's not. I'm, my boy. Yeah, no, we have to pull out. We have to pull out. I'm it's sorry. Like a I can't do Formula One right now. Pause. We started way later. <laughs> we can't do Formula One. Like, like, like Jasper's gonna edit in his camera. Just base boost it. Turn. If he around. wants to do the editing this week, that's great. But like, <laughs> nah, <I'm good. laughs> oh my on, god, Conway the machine <laughs> yeah. coming out with latex gloves. Because what else do you wear when you sell cocaine? Yeah. Um, that's for when you're shooting a gun. Did you know that? I mean, it's they so go you... well with a fur coat. Yeah. It's uh, so yeah, like you uh, you don't get the gunpowder residue on your hands. All right, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I know why things exist. I'm sorry. I know why this is named the way it is. <laughs> I bet you don't even know that you get gunpowder residue on your hands. I bet you've never even <laughs> shot a gun. I just, I just want a shot-for-shot shot remake of John Wick with Brandon instead of Keanu Reeves. I would now. do it. I know just you would. The, just the camera shooting over them. That was a really dope scene yeah. in the movie. Yeah, where anyway. it looks like Hotline Miami. Yeah, that was sick. I fucking love it. It was sick. Um, you guys called this out, the baby and the Mexican yeah. OT. It yeah. just makes sense. It makes sense. I don't know. I... I listened to the snippet and I thought it sounded good. And you know, I'm a huge fan of that Mexican OT. So like, I'll be listening to this. I imagined his first big <laughs> feature being so bad. That the baby. Yeah. <laughs> I get it though. Like, cause you know, Jasper it made the connection in yeah, the golden it. nugget special and like he's dead on. So like, I don't think it's a bad combination at all. And it looks like the music video is going to be a big send up of Pulp Fiction. So that's going to be fun. Uh, I just hoped. I I just thought that Mexican OT would get. Like I mean I don't know maybe his first big I guess his first big feature was Paul Wall last year. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's a process. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, no, I'm excited just because like I'm a big fan of the guy and I like the song he dropped this year. So, whatever he drops, I'm gonna listen to. Oh yeah. Um. Well, moving on to our last single, I, I saved this for last because it's going to transition into our news. We have Zakari dropping Ocean. And if you guys don't know, Zakari is signed to TDE. Yeah, he's an R&B singer, right? Yeah. And yeah, he's on a bunch in, of damn. Yes. And he does a fantastic job. I love his yeah. own music as well. But yeah, let's um, talk about like the fucking... The, TDE, the biggest debatably news. Debatably the biggest news of the week. Um, I don't know if you want to consider a leak, if it was official, but... No, it seems official. Yeah, it, it, essentially... Everyone on TDE is dropping an album this year. Yeah, it's, it's what was announced. Starting with um, who is now their heavy hitter. They're they're now their uh their fucking capstone artist, Schoolboy Q. Your your main guy, March first. I'm gonna drive my car into the lake. <laughs> yeah, and Just out of Dochi, who is an artist I called out in the beginning of the year, as someone who's I'm very excited about dropping. Yes, so I am be very excited. Year. We have SZA uh, with Lana. We yeah. have Sir already dropping a single. We have J-Rock already dropping a single. Um, Sakari's now dropping a single. Yeah, Isaiah's dropping this year. Yeah. 
Isaiah's dropping this year. He just did the 10 year anniversary. It's a lot going on. So maybe we're going to see a little revival. I, I would love a huge, I would love for this to be a TDE year. Absolutely. Yeah. And they announced they were doing the, like they're finally doing the label album like Dreamville. So maybe that's going to come in December. I hope so. Just wrap Can't believe up. Dreamville didn't have Martin Luther King on it. Very disappointed. Yeah, very disappointed too. It's the first day of Black History just, Month. I had to I'm get just, one in there. I'm just uh, so upset that it works so well. I'm I had to get one in there. I'm sorry. I'm just, You're walking into you, the lion's You wasted it. <laughs> you have a whole month, and you wasted it. <laughs> no, I did Hey, hold on. We got, we got, I have two more opportunities to do this, all right? <laughs> Use them wisely. Yeah, I'll put yeah. it. Fair enough. Choose well, wisely. We got the, um, the low-hanging fruit out of the way. Yeah. Look. You could have went lower, so I'll give you yeah. that. <laughs> but it's all um, about. Moving on to the rest of the news for the week. We have Benny X labeled as the producer of 2023 by Complex. Um, and he went as far. He's a very humble person. He said Metro was better. Yeah. So. I, I mean, first off, like, yeah, I 100% agree that Metro is a better producer than Benny X. But. A good year. He had a really good year last year, Benny X. So, like, I. He was all over the place. I don't know. Like, I don't. Look, here's the thing. Like, who's the better producer? Um, Metro Boomin every time. Who had a better 2023? It's got to be that, That's a, that's a, I think it might be a toss up, but I, I, I'd certainly might come down. I certainly would probably come down on the side of Benny X. He was extremely active last year. It honestly yeah. doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I, he had I the, found him in albums. I didn't even like what ex- he was in R&B albums last yeah. year. So, not to mention I, the huge the huge hit off the Drake album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was also on um, Leon Thomas's album that I was talking about. Yeah, that snuck into my top five. So yeah, he he did uh, Porsche Topless. I thought. Yep. He did Meltdown. Yeah, he did he Meltdown. Did Slime you out. He did K-pop. Mm-hmm, okay. um, <laughs> well, I'm just well the beat is not singers. bad. It's what's all, it's what's over it that's right. criminal. Yeah, plenty I, I mean, of yeet. Yeah, Lozy. A lot of Lizzie. Uh I saw a tweet that I thought was really funny, where someone basically said was like criticizing the fact that Benny X is like popular now. Yeah. And was like, "Man, these beats have been passed around." Like, insert derogatory comment about women. And yeah. he replied to it, and he was like, "Yeah, that's the point." <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, you must be new to this whole newfangled rap thing if you think that <laughs> a producer being exposed and being u- used by lots of artists is a bad thing." No, no, yeah, that's interesting. Right. Yeah. Interestingly I mean, bad, made... also very dumb take. Yeah, no, very bad and dumb take. But yeah, no. Welcome to the internet. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I definitely like. I definitely just like. I, I feel like Benny X is probably producer of twenty twenty three. I think that's a completely fair, yeah, like uncontroversial take. And yeah, Metro's a better producer. So like, I ain't right. mad at what he said either. All right. Well, this is we actually. I want to talk about controversial <laughs> first. Okay, but first, before we get into the beef, we should do the okay. album announcement because there is going to be Megan and Megan The Stallion announced an album coming out as well as a stadium tour this summer. We will probably be there. We will be there. Yeah, but I, I would want to be there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Megan is probably my top five artists I want to see live. Uh, so yeah, and I've I've really liked United this. Center, probably. Yeah, I'd say probably United, United Center, probably United okay. Center, probably that United Center. Maybe yeah. I think it'd be wild if she did the Aragon. I think that would be a better show. No, no way. way. She's oh, too, yeah. she's too yeah, big. Too big. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
Uh, and the only other <laughs> thing I can see is that maybe just maybe her stop here is maybe like a Lala appearance. Yeah. I, I can see so, either yeah. of those. In which case, we would be there. So, yeah. So, I'm very excited. I definitely think Megan is primed to possibly drop album of the year. This is her first album going independent. I thought Hiss was low-key yeah. like the best diss track since like The Life of Adonan, probably. It's and honestly, get a lot of diss tracks honest, nowadays. Honestly, I'm going to say it's better because I think it's a better song. The Story of Adonan? I think Hiss is a better song than The Story of Adonan. I got to think about that. I think back to back is really the only song, like the That's only like the, yeah. diss track that came out of my life that was like as listenable as this. Because yeah, usually diss tracks are like, "Oh, that's cool," and then you forget about it. Like, who's listening to Kill Shot right now? But yeah. like, uh, <laughs> you don't want to keep listening to artists just nah. go on and go at each other. But man, did she just breed the industry people to filth? Yeah, and someone. <laughs> reacted poorly (laughs) before we do go into the timeline i will say there's one disc track i will never skip and will always listen to all the way through without fail what is it what's that hit him up oh yeah that one doesn't count that's classic yeah that's that's an actual classic yeah (laughs) no i mean certified i meant it's such a classic that like almost doesn't count as like being like it's not a disc yeah giving (laughs) us giving us such hit lines as you better back the fuck up before you get smacked the fuck up it's true nah Poetry. The man was onto something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, it caused a lot of controversy. But yeah, it no. was not happy. So yeah, basically she called out her... Megan called out Nikki Bajaj's husband for being a pedophile, which apparently he is. Wow. Uh, with a very clever bar. Uh, <laughs> which about, she's actually getting sued for. Which, about Megan's Law. Yeah, that apparently, like the dad behind Megan's Law is actually suing her. It's so much. I don't. I, mess I doubt that came out of this. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know, man. That's like what spectacle is, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, you know, that's like what hip hop is. So it's like I'm not gonna get too mad. It is a car on fire. You yeah. drive past it slow, and you look at it, and then you keep. And the other thing <laughs> is that, like, I think the majority of people she's calling out fucking deserve it. Right, that like basically, like I, like, cause the main point of the song is that she's like, "Fuck you" to everyone who was like cheering on my downfall when I got shot in the foot, and like, yeah, and at this point response. in time, she, you can't you can't falter on that, right? Like, there's a reason why Jid took the Tory Lanez mention off 2007, right? He's a smart like, man. Yeah, which by the way, Megan Jid feature that would go crazy, like. <laughs> Next, next album. We're next album. But, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was a, a fantastic song, and Nicki Minaj is responding poorly. Uh, I think she went on like a forty-eight-hour meltdown. Yeah, it was a Twitter. whole live stream. That Her fans the... apparently doxed Megan's mom's grave. Yep, that, that did happen as well. I saw that. Yeah, that I did. Like see. I yeah. said, it's just it is literally a car on fire. And then she <laughs> dropped the worst. Distract AI covered, yeah, yeah, Clearly. the Bigfoot one yeah. with the fucking yeah, yeah. three toes. Yeah. yeah, I didn't hear, uh, I didn't hear the song, unfortunately, but I, I heard like the first coming. 45 seconds and I was like, no, Ooh, you could tell it's a bad diss track because she spends like the first minute like saying Talking. shit and not rap, yeah, like the meek build, <laughs> it's the build up to it, yeah. <laughs> 
That's how you know it's going to be ass. So, yeah, no, it was just pathetic. And, like, it is, like, kind of crazy because, like, seeing the arc Nicki Minaj has gone on through my life. It's been a while. Because, like, when she popped off, like, no one liked her because no one really respected her at first because they just thought she was the super base kind of person. And then um, there was a real wreck. Like, I would say right around the time Cardi B hit. There was a real rectifying with like, no, Nicki Minaj was like our generation's like, premier, my generation's like premier female rapper. Uh, you tend to not uh, notice in the moment and then appreciate it afterwards. 100%. And then there's been the flood of female talent <clears throat> ever since Cardi B and hit. And she was a major and, impact to that. <clears throat> and Nicki Minaj has had quite the falling from grace. And I don't think there's any recovery. I thought we saw, I think we truly saw like the end of one of Young Money's biggest, biggest artists ever. Did anyone listen to her last album? I just haven't gotten. To I've it. heard it was pretty decent. I I That's heard. What I've heard, but I haven't. No, heard I heard. It I, I I haven't even gotten around to listening to the J Cole song. I oh, I missed Fifty K for a verse. Song. No album out, Nicki. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's prime. Yeah. No, she was great. Roman Re- Roman's Revenge. You know, that was awesome. A lot of classics. It's the attitude. It, it's having that strong attitude behind it. Allowed so many people to kind of come into the industry. In a, in a positive sense, I would say. But, um, yeah, enough about that beef. On to corporation beef <laughs> um, no this is huge <laughs> this is actually extremely yeah. big news this is kind of wild if you think about it but yeah. essentially TikTok is going to have to pull all music that is underneath UMG United, or yeah, Universal you, Music group. group yeah so um, listen, people who don't know that's like everyone everything you that's everyone to. from tra- Taylor Swift to Travis Scott <laughs> literally all pop and rap music you, you hear on TikTok yeah <laughs> but um I think it's going I, to be. I think if you want to know why this is happening, I think you just gotta follow the money. Clearly, the lo-fi artist on TikTok, because their music's about to be getting used a lot. Like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and yeah, clearly, video, they've um, orchestrated this whole thing. Yeah. Hey, I'm all for lo-fi. I'm not against that. Um, but Isaac actually sent a video to us on Instagram and. The creator was saying, like, because I think tonight is actually the deadline for them to figure out, like, a deal or something. Um, Everyone should start saving their videos because your, like, top trending video that might have 10 million views on it is just going to get muted. And if you don't have it saved, that's essentially lost. Um, So it's it's just a lot of drama behind it, and it's corporation bullshit in America. (laughs) Corpo bullshit. I hate it. So... So how do we actually feel about it from like a, a personal standpoint? Like, does it does it matter? Do you think that this music is just not going to be on this platform as far as like putting something to music that's like a short video clip? I mean, like, I do think one. Like, I do think there is some realm of creativity where people take these songs and they do like cool, interesting things with it. Yeah, like I do that on Instagram with reels for yeah, stuff sometimes. But like, and the other thing is that I think what those songs. I think the primary benefit, and this is obviously going to be a very biased thing I'm going to say, but for obvious reasons, uh, 
I think the main thing, like what those songs do on like TikTok, is like has like discovery functions where you see like other people who have tagged the song. Like for example, if some, you know, I send Purvis music analysis TikToks all the time, and like they're always like even if it's not like audible, right? Like if they're talking about Travis Scott's last album, Fiend is like the song that's right. like there. So like it's an access for discovery to like that piece of content. You see what I mean? Uh, so I think that's the biggest loss here. Me, like, I kind of hear this whole thing and, like, don't get me wrong. I feel for all the creative people that are losing, like, their ability to, uh, like, keep their content that they've made and, like, either monetized or just even got cloud off and did something with, which is probably the most valuable thing it could do. Like, yeah, I feel for all those people. I feel like this is just corporal bullshit. And like they'll come up with some some way to fleece <clears throat> hardworking people out of their money that will let them put their music back on TikTok. Like, like that that's pretty much I'm I'm kinda in the same stance. I'm more worried about the creators that like utilize it because th- there's a video I saw. In terms of the corporations, I don't care if either one of them succeeds or fails. Yeah. <laughs> in, in terms of TikTok or uh, both. UMG. But what I would say, they, I won't say they need each other, but I feel like they aren't taking all things into consideration. Like TikTok is the number one source of like discovery and finding music as of right now. Yeah. And like, I understand there's plenty of major large artists underneath UMG that does not need any more exposure, but it, it honestly does. Yeah, Taylor Swift like doesn't someone, need. Yeah. She doesn't right. need anything, but someone like Jid. Who yeah, technically doesn't need it either, but it the fact that surround sound. I found just that Mexican OT up, on TikTok. There you go. That yeah. that's how I found him. I found him on TikTok. I found Joey Valance and Braze on TikTok. Yep. I found Flyana Boss on TikTok. I found. I've probably found more high quality music off TikTok than pretty much most Maybe social gross. media platforms. Actually, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, TikTok has a lot of fucking bullshit on it, but like. As, as far as a music discovery platform, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's true. If it, in anything, this is going to hurt TikTok more than UMG, yeah. it, my personal guess. But Oh, way. shit. Do you know who I found on TikTok? You find a on huge, TikTok? huge band for me. Massive band for me. Turnstile? Yeah, Turnstile. I found Turnstile on TikTok. But Yeah. I'll come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, enough of that. Right. Um, moving on to the rest of the news. Now, let's go on really to some like, potentially good news. Yes, about three more things to cover. We have Chance has announced that he will be doing a show called B-Sides and, and C-Sides um, on uh, February 16th. Yeah. Loki, you guys are down? At the Ramova Theater? Yes. He so, sells B-Sides by the seashore. You've done enough today. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna put you. We have to have time out for Jasper. I will put you down, <laughs> bruh. No more soundboards either. It's just chance. Don't worry, this for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I might look into this if you guys are down. I'm gonna yeah. see uh, me, how much the me, tickets are. Yeah, tell me what it's about. But I'm um, excited for that. Hopefully, a chance release soon. He did say spring, so yeah, it's right around the corner. Um, moving on from that. We have a two-part news for Kanye. We'll see. Yeah, he, he's back. <laughs> um, the official he first refuses track to list. die. 
he's not gonna die <laughs> um the official first track list was released i believe northwest was wearing a shirt or something um lot of a lot of features um the fact that there's a track list seems like there's progress but i have no idea no i don't trust this um, like i this is gonna be fugazi Look, the average is about 300 days late for his albums, and we're not even at 100, so buckle in. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine um, if this is when he starts dropping albums on time? Like, yeah, no, I'll be yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's already Prompt. late by like about half a year, so. Yeah. Um, Jasper, what, what's this? Is Adidas yeah. selling I, I had to put, I had to put this in. Yeah, I had to put this in. This came out today. Um, Adi- really? Today's February 1st when we're recording. Earnings calls are happening for fiscal year, final quarter, whatever. Um, Adidas stated that they are going to, instead of previously, as they thought, like just destroying or donating at remaining Yeezy products because the split is still <laughs> permanent uh, with Kanye, they're going to actually go and sell off the rest of it. So we're going to get a whole bunch of other other stuff because they're like, oh, hey, we did pretty well, better than we expected, but we could do better if we sell all this merch that is still tied to this super hype person. I like money. <laughs> yeah, literally. God forbid! Um, God forbid a corporation have principles. Like God forbid a corporation not look out for their shareholders. Yeah, yeah no, that's not their job. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brandon, you can ignore us for like two seconds. Jasper, is anything important dropping that I would? I mean, we're getting more five hundred highs. Okay, fair enough. Those are decent. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, I don't know what else. They're, they're not not everything has been confirmed. I hope we get V ones, more V ones. I would be mad. I, at that. I would get a V one. I guess. I haven't bought shoes in like half a year. Actually, more than that. Same. I, I haven't bought anything this like year, year so far. Okay, oh, well, true. Well, I mean, a full, a full year. I haven't bought anything this year, like in the past two months. All right. <laughs> One month. Um, But anyway, the last bit of news, Travis brought out Kanye for the Orlando show. Of um, all the cities like to do this in. Five or yeah. six shows. Yeah. I think what that's where he's held up, though. I think he's been holding up in uh in Miami. In the, part, the parts of the country that don't are indifferent about whether or not Jewish people exist. Yeah, yeah. it's Florida. Yeah, Did no. you expect anything else? Well, all of his yeah. promo for Vultures the second time, he, the first time he threatened to release it, like all the promo was in Miami. Like, yeah. so. The verbiage just. <laughs> so, yeah, so what I'm what I'm hearing is that we could get a DJ Khaled Kanye cross tape. Jesus, please. No. Yeah. Oh, man. the guy who refuses to stand up for his own people and yeah exactly yeah <laughs> tj so kelly comes on i remember when they told me no <laughs> i looked him right in the eyes and i he told him you yes. are the idf like... <laughs> <laughs> banned banned from all social media <laughs> oh my god i hope there's a six um... minute dj Khaled disc on 96 miles from bethlehem <laughs> Look, we're, we're gonna get a Billy album. He's gonna talk about everything, and we're gonna be restored. <laughs> yeah, but only three people will listen to it. Yeah, Thank these you. three. <laughs> Literally, it'll be us. It will be us. I have not seen anyone else anywhere mention like his project from last, like last yeah. year. Right. Anywhere, nothing. Zero. This has been my this is this has been my struggle for, since 2016 is to get. You're just trapped in a glass case. I'm just like Billy is so good, like. Right, it's been forcing Belly into me for like I don't know how long. Belly and Big Crit, just like I, I could, yeah, I they're like good, it. they're good. <laughs> All right, um, let's get to our last bit of news. 
Um, Childish Gambino has been active against doing random Childish, Childish Gambino stuff. Yeah. Um, he's going to have a feature with Yeet. And his show's coming out tomorrow? Yeah, he's yeah. doing uh, the remake of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, yeah. That's what this was, was for. That's what this was for, it was yeah. a movie or a show. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, he was doing that hiring thing a couple of months back. Yeah, that's Brandon, for like some... Apply? I did and never heard anything. His like creative agency. That was a minute ago. Wasn't that like June? It was last a while year? ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. the high high stuff has essentially been popping off in like apparently I, I watched the trailer, whatever he put out. Um there was like three or four different things they were having people do. And one of them actually blew up. It was a comedian that was like taking off stage live and like everybody was like, What's going on? I like, saw that. That I was Shadish Gabino. Why? I, I don't know. It was yeah. just a part of it. It's just like weird viral moments, I guess. Yeah. No idea. I don't understand. It's because he can do it. That's why. <laughs> weird weird meta bullshit is not what I had on my bingo card for Gambino for the no. past five years or so. Well, that's your fault. I saw the sweatpants <laughs> video. Like... I, yeah, well, me too. But like, I expected good music to go along with it. Thank you very much. I mean, you got Atlanta. You know, I think Atlanta's worth we at, did least, get Atlanta. at least two albums. Like, uh, yeah, more. Fair. Okay. I haven't finished it, so you, you know better I than me. I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, but let's yeah, do no, our, um... All right, are we doing schools in session? We are doing schools in session. Are you pulling them up right now? Yeah, I'm pulling up a bunch of people. I'm going to have to do a couple of rotations, I think. Oh, wait, I got to say, if if Gambino does drop a new album, we need a song on there called Thick Judge Judy. Yeah. Wait, what? Thick Judge what? Judy from Atlanta. Thick Judge Judy? Oh, thick. Wait. Oh, Thick Judge, Judge Judy. Jesus, I forgot about that. Wow. That was a deep cut. <laughs> okay. We're going to do gonna, a rapper. He's also doing the community movie, which I'm very excited about. That is going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, you know, one thing I don't know if we mentioned, Purvis, while you're getting that pulled up, mm-hmm. I saw a thing about it this week. Um, the whole, like, 21 Savage story was all just another stunt, so there's no actual anything coming out. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's something to put on, put on there as well, I the guess. Stage, depression. Too weird to ever be a real thing. Like, come yeah. on. I had faith. It's Childish Gambino. Weird is what he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, school is in session. School is in session, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hand out some grades. First person, ASAP yeah. Rocky. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. The leader of That's ASAP a hard Rocky. one for me. Because I cool. respect ASAP Rocky way more than I enjoy him. Okay. Agreed. Like I just I like I recognize he's super talented. He's been incredibly important to the culture. He yes. shaped the sounds out of out of New York. He ba- like Travis Scott definitely like crystallized it, but like acid rock acid ASAP Rocky like created the psychedelic trap sound. Right? Mm-hmm. Like so whew. And you have to take into account he is a leader of ASAP Mob, Mob, which has been huge. He has his hands over all of that. Uh, he's I'm married to Rihanna. Like, I Loki was going to yeah, say he's married to Rihanna, Rihanna, so that's it doesn't matter. It's the only Look, time if you can pull Rihanna, you get an extra. There's only <laughs> one other rapper who gets their 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 spouse as part of their consideration. Jay-Z. Yeah, Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> he's already a, he's already an A tier. So yeah. <laughs> what was the line? It's like I'm going B plus. I'm cool to be. 
Yeah, I could see a B. B I think it's appropriate for ASAP. I would Jared, give a B plus. What joke were you gonna make? Uh, uh, no, I was just gonna quote quote one of the Jay Z lines about that exact thing, where it's like praising your own your own partner who also is in like the entertainment industry. It's uh, I don't remember what song it is, but it's like he goes, "Girl, for, take it so long, you better look like Holly Berry." Big pause or Beyonce. <laughs> it's like the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm gonna take off the plus because the uh, ASAP Rocky Puma Motorsport Formula One clothing collaboration that was supposed to come out last year was truly ass. So yeah. for that, I'm docking points. Not every creative pursuit is a good one. I That's why I only about talk that. about the music because I know we we talked about cares. this, like, <laughs> but I don't I don't listen to enough ASAP Rocky to have an opinion based yeah. just in music. He is big within fashion, but like, yeah, and, big, and just yeah. general culture, like period, yeah. you know. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go first in the next one. It's Future, and I'm gonna give him an A. I'm sorry. There's nothing want, Future is another. I feel very similar to ASAP Rocky, <laughs> I, I, where I like the I have a a lot more respect than I have actual enjoyment. I'm, yeah. I'm, and like ASAP Rock, the thing is, I know so much more future. Dude, when you, that, that, that concert was like, changed everything. You know, I don't know if it was like any of my favorites. I don't even think it was my favorite set of that day, but it was a, one of the most unique sets of my it's life. A doozy. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, I'm going to go B plus. Okay, I'm going to go B okay, plus again. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot possibly put him below ASAP Rocky, but I also that's can't. Yeah. Because like, you know, I don't know if he's my favorite Atlanta trap artist, but he's mm-hmm. certainly the biggest. Like, He's literally the biggest. And like a lot of people who came afterwards has already said like, it's future. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I- I'm going B plus. You're going a, yeah, his discography would put him at like a high B, and then the influence pushes me over. Yeah, at least for trap. Jasper, are you like gonna come in with like a D, <laughs> A minus? Okay, yeah, but okay, we can I, th- go a-. I think like the catalog is all there. Yeah. it's all super solid. It's all there. The, my only thing is that I think that much like how we kind of talked about Travis having that like sound that is ubiquitous with like a certain genre almost it's like i feel like future is that for just trap in general where it's like it almost comes off as a little generic just because he helped yeah. define Atlant- the boundaries like of the, the atlanta so trap sounds so exactly much. yeah yeah it's so it's it's almost like the same effect as like nirvana if you listen to yeah. like nirvana among other grunge artists it's like it doesn't sound special at all because they created the blueprint for all these other artists, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like it, he doesn't sound as flashy as Young Thug or Migos, but that's because Young Thug or Migos are doing a take on Future, and Future just created that sound. I've exactly. I've talked about it on this show before, but I call it in terms of like film, like the Saving Private Ryan effect, where it's like Saving Private Ryan is like this incredible war film that depicted war like it was never shown in cinema before. Mm-hmm. But if you go back and watch it now, it seems underwhelming compared to like a lot of other more contemporary war movies that have like built on that formula. Same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a very That's similar thing. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, but put them in a. Um, G Easy. G Easy. D. Ooh, you say D. what? D D. Okay. D, yeah, D is I'm for all... dumb. Yeah, I'm going D. I'm going F D. is for fuck I you for disrespecting David Bowie's memory. How about that? Yeah. 
works for me. I have no arguments. Salt. <laughs> yeah, I'm going D. Open shut case. Um, I think we're on four, right? This is the fourth one. Yes. Gucci Mane. A a plus. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> original, original fat Gucci Mane or a clone Gucci Mane? Every bro, <laughs> bro. To this day, I haven't said it in months because I've been riddled with depression. But to this day, when I'm I'm feeling good, I'm like, bro, I'm out here feeling like fat Gucci. Bro, I'm a plus. Got your boy feeling like yeah. six. I'm fat Gucci right now. Nah, I definitely feel like Gucci Mane in 2006 when I'm down. So. I, I'm I'm cool with putting Gucci as an A. Yeah, I mean I I don't listen, so I I don't really have nearly as much of an opinion in terms of just the music. But I would say overall, like the impact is just huge. Yeah, the Im- impact, the influence, it's all there. Yeah, I, I'd give it like a B plus, A minus. Okay, I don't need any of that. Okay. All right, well, Dominic. Um, and the last one, it honestly. It's going to be a question mark for me. I just don't know enough, but Remy Ma. Oh, I know Remy Ma. Yeah, no. I give Remy Ma like a B. I think she is an incredibly skilled lyricist. I think she has excellent beat selection. I don't think she has ever completely put together a really solid project. I would say definitely. I would say she's kind of. Well, now with Megan. Maybe she's fallen out of the top three of like female artists I think are primed to drop classics. Mm-hmm. It's like I th- I think my top three I think prime are like Megan, uh Rhapsody, and Tierra Whack. Okay. So I would put Remy Ma's like right underneath that. I know she's been around the industry for a super long time and she's yeah. been pretty influential, but besides that, I don't know enough. No, yeah. So she's, I am fine. She's with good. That. I would give her an incredibly solid B. But I'm down for B. All right, gentlemen, we've made it through uh, schools in session. Thank you for attending class today. Yeah. All right. Shall, so, shall we talk about our review Let's this week? Talking. Reviewing All is Yellow. Uh, yes. by, is Lyrical Lemonade the artist? Yes. Okay. So, by Lyrical Lemonade, it's a label album. I guess it's probably the closest thing. I think that's that we can go to. Jasper, do you want to introduce the album a little bit? Yeah. Um, the way I approached it, having listened to it and just kind of going through, to me, this is very much a it's 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 a bit of a melting pot in the way that it kind of presents elements of the different focuses and the different characters that kind of are like recurring within the lyrical lemonade media sphere right where it's yeah. like i think of lyrical lemonade as being like this multimedia company mostly centered in video but branching out into music mm. with like basically connecting artists who they work with regularly and and you know kind of putting them in these situations where they have the opportunity to to work together um in that way i think it's a bit like i know nego which is kind of like my default kind of jumping off point for these kind of like more group projects but this definitely feels like a little more overlapping, a little more collaborative, not just somebody kind of like surgically cutting things up in a back room or like in a studio and putting them together, but rather like artists who all are focused on working with a particular label or like or, or per- person in this case, like Cole Bennett and his team, um, all kind of coming together and having something to contribute. So yeah. so that's kind of like my, my view on the project as a whole in terms of like <clears throat> the production behind it. Um, mm-hmm. 
and yeah it's it's just a it's been like a massive passion project for that team i know for probably the last year and a half or so and there've just been lots and lots of like back and forth uh, picking things out selecting what's go going to kind of sequence where and and what videos are going to be made and, and so on and so forth so super cool project overall i was actually very excited to look into this one too because i was watching his interview that he had with honestly complex yep and um he was kind of breaking down his like vision overall because mm -hmm. he was saying like i don't think there's been an album where he, he just said he took it upon himself he said i want to make a music video for every single song and have mm -hmm. it be a consistent theme across like the whole thing and i'll be honest i personally haven't heard of that before so and i think i heard... they have a unique chance to do that so like I heard this and this kind of like made me this was kind of like the most sour note in the experience like when I was watching this interview because like during the pandemic I met, I launched a YouTube video YouTube channel where I did video essays about things I liked mm -hmm. and uh I did an essay about Brockhampton and how they make videos and know. like their process of making videos is exactly what Cole described you know, like what they did, what Cole did to like kind of create like a consistent visual language around this album with all the music videos is what they did for basically every release of their entire discography. And so I think like this is like kind of the ash in my mouth with Lyrical Lemonade is that I always feel like they are just, they're the most media savvy people trying to pretend that they're the innovators in a space. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this isn't the first time this has been done. Like, you know, albums have been birthed from a cohesive visual vision for a long time. You know, even if you go back to like the early Max Mil Mac Miller stuff with Rex era. Right. So I see this as like a development of that. I do not see this as like a particularly innovative step in the space. Yeah. And that, that transcends genres too. I mean, Daft Punk did it with Interstellar 5555. Like sure, this has I existed for a while. Well, Interstellar 555 is a different thing because I believe that was made after the music. Whereas, like, for example, with Brockhampton, they would shoot and they would develop the visual identity of the album before they even made the music. I need to look when it came out because I know that the opening is the is the actual, like, the opening to that film is the official music video for One More Time as well. But I'll, I'll see. But yeah, like, these things these things exist. And I don't know if it's necessarily something that Lyrical as a as a group necessarily takes credit for but but definitely something that i think that they aside from being media savvy tend to have a knack for executing in a way that comes off as like publicly publicly facing you know in like a positive light yeah. so i think that's where like the skill kind of lies they just are, are good at marketing it for sure oh yeah i think they're very good like and don't get me wrong like i think like there is a lot about the visuals in these music videos i really enjoy so like mm -hmm. I, I think like there's a lot to like here uh and i definitely think like they lyrical lemonade definitely has like just an ear for not just talent but also like like talent right it's one thing to just be able to like identify like what's hot and what's not like that's a skill set in and of itself but to be able to do that consistently and kind of like corral like this almost like this extended universe of artists who have all have these connections to lyrical lemonade that is i think the thing Lyrical Lemonade has done that's very impressive is kind just of a side like note. cultivate this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, just a side note. I did look it up. 
the idea of making a film that visualizes the music of discovery came about during the early recording sessions for the album but the animation is what made it take a long time so the project originally yeah. came out like discovery was 2001 the animation didn't actually release until 2003 but they were being developed side by side sure mm -hmm. but like but you see how that's different than actually going out and shooting footage before you even step in a studio for sure yeah yes uh well, like you said, I think the most important or the most yeah. impressive thing is that the feature can do is right. It's yeah, like it's the feature. I think the feature list is <laughs> like... insane. Uh, I think there are a lot of artists on this list that I don't particularly care for that were utilized some of the best I've ever seen. Yes, right? and it's not 100%. just and it's not just the elephant in the room. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like so, yeah, no, I think there's a lot to like about this album. I thought it was a very enjoyable album. I think, you know, I think it is just kind of like the the hits album, which is not a bad thing. You know, you just step up to the plate and you make hits, you know, and I think they hit it out the park seven out of ten times. You know, there's a few low lights on here, but that's to be expected, like especially on a, you know, such a collectivist project, you know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, there are songs there are songs on here from really established artists that i like more than the recent stuff there are songs from artists who i've never really quite gravitated to that i've liked more on here and i've also really liked a lot of the uh the visuals with this i think this was this did have like a fully like thought out uh like color palette and visual language like the way things were framed and the way things cut and everything throughout all the videos was very inconsistent were very consistent there is one specific video that left like a very bad taste in my mouth that we will talk about as we break them down but okay. it's yeah okay yeah so that, those are my initial feelings should we get into our first listen then? Like the actual yeah. music? <laughs> yeah, do we want to do music first or videos first? Do music first. Okay, because like I listened to the videos first because I just wanted to go in kind of just like understanding that. But yeah, no, I let's do the music first. So what do we think about the first song, Fly Away, with Sheck West, Ski Mask, and Jid? Cause like Certified I think, this, banger. yeah, no, this is a this is a very very good opener. Strong start. Yeah, no, Jid, I think. Start. Yeah, the way Jid comes in is. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think this is this is uh, quality. I love Sheck West's in uh, inclusion on this. I don't I don't love the beat. I like it. I don't love it. Uh. But yeah, no, I think like this is a excellent start for this album. And I also think it like lays the groundwork for like what this is going to be. I was going to say, I, I think it does set a good expectation because I, I did see the feature list and I was trying to find out how in the world are they going to fit. Uh, essentially, I understand it's only like 30 artists or 35 artists or something, yeah. but it's like 50 different people coming together, whether it be producers additional like whatever it is so it immediately out the gate lets you know that like they're just throwing people together and it kind of worked yeah and I, I was watching and i don't mean that in a negative way at all no i think but... it was pretty measured i i think like yeah. i i don't there was nothing i think there are definitely some songs on here that i think like come across a little flat 
but there was nothing mm-hmm. to me that just felt like whipped together. You know what I mean? Right. It yeah. Didn't feel Every, you know, like honestly, I think the next song on the track list is a great example of that because mm-hmm. "Guitar in My Room" is like such a weird song to have a little Dirk on, but I think it actually works really fucking well. Actually, mm-hmm. like, and truth be told, I like Kid Cudi's performance on this more than anything on Insano. You know, like oh, I get it. I get it. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. no, I. I'm that's, gonna, that's kind of a good take. <laughs> no, I, that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. So yeah, you know, the album has a very strong start, and we're not even done with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I. It, so yeah, like I think like just like the way it's able to bring like different artists together in like unique and like kind of surprising ways. Mm-hmm. I think guitar in my room is like probably the best example of that i think it gets weirder as it goes on but like in a good way it Uh, it does get weirder but this is a good test within itself because yeah this is like a good tone setter there's no crossover in my opinion between a little dirk fan base and a kid cutty fan base (laughs) it just i don't see much crossover there so that could introduce people to the music and that's actually something that um i watched the fantano video before uh, earlier today before we recorded and one of the best points that he brought up was like the strongest part about Lyrical Lemonade is that they actually have put artists on the map and like they've yeah. done it time and time again. Yeah. And like there's visual proof of like people who are on this album that they essentially help blow up. 100%. And so, yeah, 100%. Just like being able to bring all these different sounds together, it's, it is an impressive feat. It doesn't always no, yeah. work on every song, but I, I think yeah. he said, if it sinks and if it swims and it's just like Loki, that's a good way to like actually phrase a lot of these songs. Cause like, it just kind of, you wouldn't yeah. ever put these artists together, but like if it sinks and swims and like put it out yeah. there. Yeah. And like, I think another example of a song that like just kind of, I think on a, uh, even on a good, but lesser kind of, I, I really am just kind of thinking of this as a producer album. I know it's not, I know it's like in some very meaningful ways, like not a producer album. But, like, I, I think, like, on a lesser producer album, I think a song like Say Your Grace would come across very, like, thrown together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, this is a, a highlight of the album, you know? That's like, my favorite song. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. But, like, this, For me. yeah, no, I Say Your Grace is absolutely, uh, like, a highlight of the album. I love Chief Keef's inclusion. I think him and Little Yachty go back and forth incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like the, 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 no, that's not it. Uh, give me one. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think the next one is probably the first big album. One where it does kind of feel like it goes away from me. Like it's misses a step, mm-hmm. you know, the one with a uh, kid Lorray. Yeah, yeah. This is it, the one it, that kind of like you know that those first three tracks I think are strong. an excellent, strong opener for an album. But I think this kind of has the wind taken out of its sails. I think another thing that Loki plays into it, and this this is just my personal opinion. There's very obvious. I, I don't want to say that he didn't try on certain songs. 
but it's very clear that like some are meant to be hard hitters. Like obviously Doomsday is meant to be like the the, the highlight. Yeah, it the, is the it's the centerpiece. Yeah, it's right. the pinnacle of the album. Exactly. But on the other end, you're going to have songs that like just kind of feature the people that aren't as big. Like I like Lil Tecca. I, I like Lil yeah. Skies and I've listened to all of their discography to be honest. But like it there there's levels to it. <laughs> like if we're being honest, there's yeah, just no. levels to the industry. There's levels and to so, it. And I think it, when it I think comes it, together, it's not gonna hit as hard, right? And I think it, it hits better on the next one, first night. Mm-hmm. I like first night. I don't love it. I thought I would like it more because I like it's, it's very all over the place, right? I do like it. I like it more than this is my life. And spoiler alert, I like it more than special. Uh, but oh, really? yeah, I mean, and I like Lotto and Sway Lee and Amine, but it, it, it mm-hmm. that was another one. That and with the fish kind of like were other like kind of they didn't hit as well for me. Granted, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be clear here, like I watched the videos each a couple of times, except for the short film, I only watched that once. I only got through the album one and a half times. So I got okay. through the Eminem Doomsday the second time around. Uh right. but yeah, no. Special I didn't special and with the fish I thought were also kind of like duds for me. But first night I thought was kind of crazy, kind of all over the place. But I liked it, and anything that has Denzel Curry and Little B and Tizo, like what three fucking weirdos! It, it's it's an insane <laughs> song. It opens up with the Tizo singing, saying like I can sing and bragging about it. Goes hard cuts into a beat switch into a like actual hard beat, and ends with Little B with a monologue about. Swag we sir. can have sex, but we don't have to have sex. And it's just like it's about a formative consent. On. Hold on I don't a second. Know what's going on here? No, no, no. I'll tell you what's going on here. <laughs> Who do you think the target demographic for this album is? Children. I mean, exactly. So the fact that there's a a, a positive Children message don't here. Know who little B is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's some. It, not it's somebody who. That, it's somebody who's on a lyrical record. They'll listen to that. No, they. But won't. but the. I mean, the, the whole point being that it's like, oh, well, you know, it's nice to see that there's something that's not pressure from an industry to behave a certain way, which exists yeah, in a guess. lot of other places. I yeah, I'm not, I wasn't mad I'm at not, that. I'm not going to give you that. I mean, I don't. I thought it was, it was like Sunday school. I thought it was funny in like a little B kind of way. Yeah, like, true. I thought it was like funny and weird. Like, I, I don't know about that. I don't they, think it's any positive value. I think exactly zero people are going to listen to this and then make better choices. You're right. But al- <laughs> but also but also I think they know who Lil B is. I mean, he was at 10 uh, 10 year. Man, Lil B was a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I love a Lil long B. Time ago. Swag like Bonson soup, but I barely remember Lil B. That <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah. Fair. But anyway, moving okay. on like you said, um, what did you I guys actually like special a little bit. Yeah, you like special? I kind of like special. I, it, it, of all the songs that actually make sense of artists being together, I feel like this one kind of makes the most sense. Lotto and Amina kind of worked off each other well. Okay. Um, with the fish again, it's just. I one agree of those that like Lotto and Amina like makes mm. sense on a level. You yeah. Know? I, I I think the song just kind of came across too sugary sweet for me. It is compared to the other songs. Yes, it is yeah. <laughs> very sugary sweet. And again, with the fish, you're just gonna have certain songs that's like these aren't big names. Yeah, so you kind of grab it or you don't. Yeah. So should we talk about the big one? 
The big, the elephant in the room, Doomsday. Yes, biggest music video, the biggest song. Yeah. Biggest so features. the song, I fucking loved. I think this song. Oh, it's a great song. This song's Absolutely. incredible. I think it's very gross and wildly unethical to use Juice World's face in a video. I'm mm. sorry, I can't get over it. i that's a real human being, who like whose family misses him. Like I, you know, yeah. I don't. I've, I I could will not watch that video a second time. I look. I think the effect is really well done and very cool. And like, if he was alive today to consent to being in this video, right, I would feel very differently about it. Right. I I think this is a legitimately well executed video. I just like, and this is something that has been like, because like I come from like the movie world. Like this is something that has been like an issue in like the movie world for like the last like decade with like people like using CGI to like bring old actors back and like talking about like the ethical ramifications of that. And mm. you know, I like, I do think the song is very good, but like it is kind of creepy to me that they keep using this dead child's voice. Right. And I fully, and agree. then they make me look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I thought totally the end agree. of the video where they're like they're showing like the the older video with him and Corday and he's like they're like animating, right? Like what they're saying. Like I thought that was cool. I thought that was cool and totally above board. But mm-hmm. like I, I thought the face swapping thing was like a, a little much to be doing with a dead person. I, I completely respect that and agree. The, well, the hold one on. saving grace, I would say, uh, the one saving grace, I would say, to actually counter it. They made the song before he died, so it, that is nice. That like a lot of, the song was essentially finished, and Juice World did consent to the song coming out. I don't okay. know about the video. And yeah. and to be fair, we didn't give Kendrick this hard of a time. Yeah, about like, Nipsey. I was just thinking that. Yeah, but Nipsey's not featured on the song, though. Does it matter? Yes, it's still the face. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, it's it's their likeness. Uh. Because that's the important part. It's the face that's bothering you, not the I th- feature. I, I think it's. I would personally think it's more appropriate if they're on the song because it's like there's footage of them from behind the scenes. Where it's no, like because they're if they're on footage. the song, then there's clearly an economic incentive that's not be that has to be considered. Like you know, who's getting the money from those resources? Who's get, you know, Juice World contributed an amount of labor to this. Who is you know, especially if he did it while he was alive, mm-hmm. right? No, I mean, I don't think those are different things. I, I I think those are different things. And yeah, you're right. Like maybe my initial, you know, glimpse at it is, you know, Nipsey Hussle. But the other thing is that Nipsey Hussle's ghost has been pimped out of, you know. I mean, so has Juice World. No, but like Nipsey Hussle hasn't been like oh, I see pimped out nearly as bad as Juice Roll has, mm-hmm. right? Like that's fair. I, yeah, I think there's fair. an element of like you gotta let him rest, right? Mm-hmm. Like you guys are you guys are taking way too much of that. And I'll also put out there, I also think there's something to be said about artistic merit. I think like Kendrick had like a like even in like without words, clearly had like a point of reference that he was making and using. Like mm. Juice World, not Juice World, Nipsey Hustle's face for versus like Juice World, where it's like resurrecting an artist to put him back into a music video. Mm. That's where I see the difference, right? Is because like 
one is the result of a singular artist and one is the result of a machine. So I get, you know, people are going to differ on that, but that's yeah. where I stand. I get it. Yeah. And like you said, it, Juice World unfortunately has been beaten down a lot. So like, yeah, in, I, I understand. And <laughs> X, you know, like it, it is gotta... nicer that this is a better one than a lot of the other things that's been coming out. For sure. Yeah. And we've, like we've gotten so much. Um, we, yeah. No, this song is incredible. Now. The song's incredible. Mm-hmm. And like, once again, I think the video is very well done. I just, you know, I, I think it's weird to just like kind of keep bringing these dead artists back. Um, I did just ask about it and they would have had to get permission from the family and from the production team to do it. Yeah, so it's not like that, they just did it without any of that. I get that. But like you get that, like families can be shitty though. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I get the point. I'm just saying it's like it's not like these guys just went and did it to do it. It's like they definitely. I never said the they channels. did. I just said like no, no, no. no I'm like, just saying. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, I just think like you know when an artist dies, I think that's like a hard line. You know, I think it's like one thing like when people's estates are like very carefully cultivated. You know, like Mac Miller, but like, I I think like it's been very clear that Juice World's estate is. Pretty comfortable putting out a lot of stuff that maybe he was not. And I get Doomsday, d- the song does not count as that. But I'm mm. just, I, I just, you know, like someone's got to like look out. I, I, some, I don't know. I just think it's very gross. You know. I understand. Well, I, I guess going into part two, we yeah. have Eminem's. a altered beat to the original beat and then yeah. Eminem is rapping over on this one. Now, I'll be honest, I have had my Eminem face, so I didn't even really know this was like a remix to an older song. Yeah, it is. Very well done, by the way. And I liked Eminem's inclusion on this. I've really... The uh, the song he made with Juice World before he passed, Godzilla, mm-hmm. I yes. like that song a lot. And I like that video a lot, too. Good video, cool that. There yeah. you go. No, that was... Yeah, that was... You know, I, I like a good amount of the Miracle Dime videos. So, yeah, no, I, I like Doomsday and Doomsday Part 2, as far as, like, on the album, I think are as high of a pinnacle as we might see this year. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're great songs. Well, should we go into Fallout? Sure. Because I'm kind of iffy on Fallout. If I'm, I'm iffy honest. on Fallout too. I like Joey Badass, and I think he's good. But, like... He did not fit. I, this is the one where the fit, artists yeah. were thrown together and none of the people fit with yeah. each other, in my opinion. No, I, I feel you that. I, I feel that. I feel that. And like on the next track, they put two artists together who just. I'm sorry. As good as the song is, I still don't think they fit. Like, I, I still don't think they fit. Who decided to let this happen yeah. and why but, it worked? <laughs> it totally worked. The equilibrium with Baby Tron and G Herbo. Baby Tron's best verse ever. Dude, I think that's even selling A it. Baker? Like, I think that's <laughs> I I gotta do the very rare I gotta do the very rare compliment vis a vis hating. I don't think like I think this is w- like this is way better than <laughs> Baby Tron. This is not version. Baby Tron. This is a whole another level. <laughs> I don't know about that. I still think it has its flair. But like, if you would have told me like, oh, this is Baby Tron's best verse, I'm like, like so it's I'm, still not good. And it's like, you know, he's fancier than Squilliam, dude. Yeah, dude. no, this was this was an excellent excellent song. Uh, I still think I prefer G Herbo, but I. 
Dude, Babytron ruined Jid for me. Like when Babytron was with <laughs> Jid, I couldn't even like it that much. And that's hard because yeah. Jid's better. Yeah. <laughs> um. No. Yeah. I mean, they both did very well. It, it's one of his best verses ever. He outwrapped G Herbo, in my opinion. <laughs> At a technical level, for sure. I yeah. I just like G Herbo. I I still just think like Babytron's presence is weird, but here it was working for me. It worked. Uh. But yeah. No. This. This is. It's not my favorite song on the album, which we'll get to, which is a shocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was the most surprising. I texted Purvis like when I listened to this, and I was like, "Did I just hear a very good baby drawn verse?" Like, dude, I was literally sitting next to yeah. Jasper at lunch when he texted me, and I was just like, "Bro, like, all no, of us actually a, enjoyed this." this <laughs> yeah, agree. No, no, this was a this we was a agree. really really good song. 100%. And then we go into what I think is the worst song. I don't care. Yeah, this song. So, Purvis, you know this song is like kind of a cover. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I know. Yeah, it's a cover I know of it's a, a cover. I hate it. <laughs> I I don't hate it. I don't think it's awful. Uh, it's it is nowhere near near the level of contempt I have for like the as the same as like the little Uzi. Uh cover from the the system of the down cover on his album mm-hmm. uh but yeah this was a lot and it was a weird cover of miss you by blink 182 i don't think it was awful but it wasn't great i didn't like it <laughs> no jasper, jasper what did you think <laughs> i i, I <clears throat> god damn i i didn't think it was good but I also am not mad at it. Like, it's not a song that I would skip just playing through the album. It's just like, it's one of the lower points for me personally. With that said, I think that this, I feel some strangely like validated in this a little bit because I, I think when we did our pink tape review, I basically said, I was like, I feel like interpolation is coming back as like a bigger trend than it has been in a long time because it's like, the net it's like a step away from sampling in a way that's like novel right and and i think that this is kind of validates me a little bit in that kind of i don't want to say prediction but that forecast of like yeah interpolation is something that we've been getting more of lately good or bad it's around and i think that's kind of funny i would just i would disagree calling the little uzi cover an interpolation at all i'm not talking about the little uzi cover i'm talking about the other song where he has an interpolation of um Oh fuck! What is it? He's got a Kanye song, a Chief Keef song, and like some somebody that I used to yeah. know all wrapped into one thing. Yeah. Where he's like borrowing the melodies. Yeah. Like that's what I'm talking God, about. That album yeah. all over the place. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, that album's so Jesus bad. Christ, all <laughs> over <God>. the place. <laughs> but yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, he, interpolation is just yeah. the thing is that interpolation can like is often done like uh, like unconsciously. Oh, and also endless oh. fashion with yeah. the blue dabadi ba die. <laughs> that, that whole thing yeah it, look as long so, as it's took an well. annoying song and made it worse like, <laughs> yeah like they let poop spoil how'd you do that like i'm uh, just saying as long as it yeah. sounds good i don't care what people do yeah just let's make it work and well, it doesn't like, work here. well like one of my favorite examples of interpolation was uh it's on after hours it's on the uh, scared to live where like during like the chorus in the background, he does like a like a little vocal fill where he's not even saying lyrics. He just goes like, but like he does like a little melody, mm-hmm. 
And it turns out it's the exact melody from uh, like an Elton John song. And he was like subconsciously interpolating it. So like that's like a, I feel like interpolation is just like a consistent part of just music composition. And like, I'm totally okay with artists putting it more forward. I think interpolation is always more interesting than a straight cover. But, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know. I don't, I certainly do not hate this song. Like, I, I I do not think it's particularly bad. I think it's, like, very misplaced on the a- album, and I also do not particularly care for any of these artists individually, but I don't hate it by any stretch. So if it, if it is coming more forward in recent days, like, interpolation as a thing, um, I'm into it. I'm not, I'm not upset. Mm. Yeah, I mean, one of the greatest songs of the last 30 years that we all love has interpolation on it. I'm talking white Ferrari. Yeah. He yeah. interpolates the Beatles. Like, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's true. Again, um, if it's done right, yeah. I'm all for it. But like, it has to be done right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go over Hummingbird. Uh, this one, I think, was the Tizo touchdown feature I liked more. But this is a song I only heard once. The Hummingbird? Yeah. I'm going to go the opposite way. I liked the intro on this first night what is it yeah first night better just because i think it shows more of his range i still think that overall of all the artists on this project he was one of the ones who i think was underutilized in the, in the sections that he had yeah yeah because he's got like a bit of a verse here but it's it's relatively monotone it doesn't no. really show off what he can do as a vocalist yeah i mean i don't know i think i think even though i had very mixed feelings on his album i think i'm just kind of in Tizo's corner Cause like, I don't know. I think he's just like a very creative guy. So I think I'm just like weirdly, like just going to like what he does. True. But yeah, this was, this was a forgettable song for me. Whereas like fallout. I definitely remember like how off base Joey badass sounds, no matter how much I like him. Um, but yeah, but now we get to what is debatably the biggest surprise on the album for me, even more than the baby Tron. Yeah. But stop giving me advice because a great closer. This is a classic track as far as I'm concerned. Bro, Dave with I'll... a verse of the year contender. Yeah. I'd say 100%. I think Dave's verse is Both whatever. Yes, I I don't want to over overstep that. I'm not a huge Jack Harlow fan. This was an excellent Jack Harlow song. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. But I, I think Dave, like, verse of the year competition, he's, like, way out ahead. Like, better than anything I heard on Cuddy or Savage. Yeah. Maybe even better than anything I heard on Benny, and I like that album. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the video I mean, was. The, the fact that I, I, I was t- talking to Purvis about this, I am not a fan of the British rap sound when it's, like, heavily accented. Yeah. I just think it, it comes off as weird and juxtaposed from like what, what I grew up with and like what I'm familiar with from the genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, this really grew on me quickly. And I'm also not a Jack Harlow enthusiast. So for me to subject myself to listening to Jack Harlow, to listen to this verse after the fact in a style that I normally didn't like, I think speaks volumes to how no, yeah. good it is. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because I'm, I'm not a Jack Harlow fan at all. I mean, I liked his feature on Industry Baby. Uh, I like his song that's currently number one. 
the what's it called? I know exactly what you're talking about. We talked yeah, about no, too. we've talked about it. It's a good song. It has like the whips and chains one. Loving on me. Loving on me. Yeah, I like yeah. loving on me. I thought that was like a better than nail tech and all them other songs. Oh, oh what's popping? You know. Oh, of course, yes. Fuck you that know. song. I hate that song. <laughs> Is it because it's like an overplayed song? <laughs> no, it's I'm just I'm I'm song. so sick of songs. I'm so, I'm really sick of songs that have to rely on like. It's it's like a hook that's not. How do I describe this? It, it it's like a hook that is so musically distinct that like that's all you can fundamentally remember from the song. So I I really don't like that, and I really don't like Doja Cat because bum, 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 that's like all you get. Yeah. It's like the only thing about the song that's redeeming in in like keeping yeah. it in your memory. I think that that's lazy personally, but that's me. Yeah. Of course, it's just so good. No, I'm just yeah. I'm curious though, did either one of you listen to Jackman? Because I did listen to Jackman recently, and I actually enjoyed it I a did lot. Not listen to Jackman, though. no. So like, it didn't surprise. Jack has been on like he's been coming up slowly and very quietly, right. and like I, I genuinely enjoyed Jackman. So when I heard this voice, I wasn't even shocked. Yeah, he's no, been this, doing very well. I mean, like I guess I wasn't super shocked because I am coming off a single of his that I like a lot more than pretty much anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Yeah, no, that was kind of just how I felt. But yeah, no, and I, once again, like, I love Dave's inclusion. So, yeah, overall, like, this was a, a really positive listening experience. You know, I think yes. there was a lot of songs here that, you know, as far as just, like, having any songs in my rotation, I think this is going to be an album that has, some, like, some lasting value, you know? Absolutely. For me, personally, it was some a lot harder to get through then my enjoyment would allow me normally, but I think that might've been me a little bit this week. Like it was just kind of like, you know, I think like, because like there isn't just because like, this is just the perspective I approach anything from like, what's the creative, like what, what am I looking at here? Like, what's the point of view? And like when you have, so that's just like the, the inherent vice of having like all these kind of artists, right. Is that you don't have a point of view. You know, mm-hmm. you have all these different dynamic artists working off each other in a way that makes everyone better. And that's like the benefit. But like the negative is that like you don't really have any kind of singular vision. Right. Uh, I think like right. that's ca- kind of like was the thing that was keeping me hard to get through. But overall, like just like looking back at like my feelings on each song, like I got to say, like way more hits than misses. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think the best way to put it, you, you said it, or you stated at the beginning of what you were saying that it is truly an, a listening experience. Not saying that it wasn't quality, but like the experience itself and seeing all these artists, all these artists come together and how they made it work alone was just as enjoyable as like hearing the music. So, yeah, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm all in for it. Um, but I guess the the last like things that we can cover is the actual video aspect because that's what they specialize in. Um, how are you guys feeling about like some of the videos? Anything stand out? Is anything you not enjoy? Besides the my rant on the Doomsday video, no, I thought everything else was like. Uh, I thought "Stop Giving Me Advice" had the best music video for sure, but mm-hmm. I thought everything was like very uh, felt of a piece. You know, it, I really like the guitar in my room video a lot as well. Uh, and I like the Equilibrium video a lot as well. The Hello There video was probably like the weakest one for me. 
and uh, what was the other one? Fuck, there was just like so many of them, and they were yeah. hard to Get, find. Um, what about say your grace? Say your grace. I like say your grace the most. Yeah, probably. say your grace. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was a fun one. I I think the one I liked the most was stop giving me advice. I like the Fallout video. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I the video differ, was better than the song. Yeah. I was gonna say I differ from both of you on that. I actually liked this song. Mm-hmm. One thing that I one thing that I appreciate about this project, regardless of how I was gonna feel about it musically, luckily I I really th- enjoyed it overall. I was like, I know I'm going to come away from here finding out about artists who I didn't know about and who I'm going to follow up on. And Gus Dapperton is going to be one of those because that like weird vocal style, I'm into it. Like I want to figure, I want to learn more about that and I want to like find more of that. So definitely like a bit of a highlight for me, like almost like Francis and the Lights-esque in that way, Mm -hmm. sort of. Um, Yeah, I thought that video was cool. The video for Stop Giving Me Advice, I think... Highlight highs and lows because I think it falls victim to a couple of like trendy styles of in cinematography right now that are going to kind of fade away and it's going to be kind of dated because of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm a sucker for selective coloring. So the fact that like only the yellow yeah. objects were colored, I'm I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, but that like nice my first movie was all selective coloring. Like we picked like a color for every character and everything was black and white except for their color. Yeah, it's like Schindler's List, but make it Big Bird. Yeah, um, it was uh, Pleasantville. That's the one that does that. Yeah. Um, the, but the thing I'm talking about is, like, they do the whole, like, rotational, and it's, like, multi-cuts while something is, the camera's rotating. That's, like, a big trend right now that's been on, like, social media and stuff. Yeah. Popularized by Formula One. Just want to put it out there. But there was that. And then also in the Guitar in My Room video where they're doing, like, the the green screen where it's, like, freeze frames of each of them and they're kind of like filling those freeze frames like that's been a thing for a while and that that's not like offensive or anything it's just it's interesting to see it used in that way and i think it was executed well it's just like it feels like such a i don't want to say standard but like a a more commonplace like technique visual technique interesting to see it recreated in something that feels so unique as like its own project that's like new and different otherwise yeah yeah i get that i think for me um what what i would say is like the highs and lows and then just like my overall take on all the videos i think my personal favorite one was the um say your grace i feel like i don't know how the timing works so i have no stance behind this claim but i feel like a lot of the artists that were supposed to be in music videos just happen to be together for the say your grace one because the say your grace one has denzel Curry in it it has big shine in it it has some other artists in it yeah. that aren't even in the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kind of in the background. So it just kind of makes sense having all the cameos on there and such big names. And like I said, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. So that's probably my favorite music video. Um, my least impressive one was probably Equili- Equilibrium just because it was so basic. There was one shot that was overhead for G Herbal where he's looking up. Yeah. And then there was another shot. <laughs> like, I, I don't know everything that goes into these videos, so I don't want to like undermine it, but it just seemed like, oh, this is a green screen and like this angle or this one scene kind of threw me off. Yeah. But what I did notice in terms of like as an overall view, because apparently all, every song is supposed to have a music video, there is a very clear jump between like a typical lyrical lemonade video and like what we've get, been getting here. Yeah. And it's not to take like a shot at these videos, but like if you look at um 
the Drake and Lil Yachty one that just came out. Yeah. Like that Another was night a or something. massive project. And there was so much that went into it. And like, you can even see the video, the interview of like how that came together. It's just like, none of the videos here got that special treatment. And like, I get it. You're making 14 videos in one. <laughs> and it's all supposed to be like a collective video that's spans across the album. Yeah. So it's a little unrealistic expectation, but you can tell the quality drop. It also it also just has to do with the maybe not necessarily just quality, but like the artistic style or input of the people who work on the project. Mm-hmm. I think that there's very much like a a kind of like playfulness to some of the lyrical videos that doesn't come across in like more of the I don't want to say professional, but like more of like the traditional video styles of some of the, some other artists. Like one of the main points of comparison I always think of is like Kendrick's videos. And just how, like, unbelievably serious and professional they come across relative to some other, like, artists across yeah. all of hip-hop, not just lyrical. Yeah. But, like, I think about the video for um, not just N95. What's the other one off of Mr. Morale where he's, like, sitting at the piano? Oh, I know, uh, I know what the therapist. Savior? Yeah, Savior. I think about the Savior video, and I'm just like, this looks like a fucking movie. Like, I know he's yeah. working with people in the industry, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of it really does come down to that art direction and, like, the yeah. cinematographer who you're working with. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, yeah, I, I think a lot of it comes down to that. Like, I, I think if we're talking about, like, just picking the right talent to get the right aesthetic, I think you brought up Kendrick. So, have you guys seen the Element video? No. Uh, from, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, that was influenced by, like, these really famous series of, like, photojournalism covering Africa. And he got the photojournalist to be the, like, the director so of photography on the Element video, right? And if you go back and you look at it, every, fr- like, it's it bleeds composed, yeah. like, paintings. Like, it's insane. Uh and, the little boy in the camera. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, like I am also of the fact that like generally speaking, I think videos with like such a high you know gloss factor can like lose their soul really quickly. Like mm-hmm. I, I like I think I liked the earlier lem- lyrical lemonade stuff for the same reason I liked a lot of the Brockhampton stuff because it was like very raw and real, you know, mm-hmm. especially like the like around the little pump era, you know, like, oh, yeah. you know, like the boss video. Right, where, you know, I think Cole Bennett actually developed, like, a style and, like, a, a thing that made them unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but it was still raw and gritty. And, like, you know, I like the Equilibrium video because I like the simple composition. I like how, uh, like, just, like, the way, like, G Herbo is framed is very consistent across all the videos. Like, how they frame, like, cutaways for the artists. And I think things like that are very interesting. So, mm-hmm. I think, like, just... Being like a like a directing nerd, like I think I, w- I was able to take a little bit more out of some of these, uh, but and which I don't always do with the lyrical videos, but you know these I thought were definitely a notch above the rest. For sure, I was actually gonna say you two are definitely like the camera director people, so I was yeah. just curious what you guys' takes would be because I don't think we ever had like a fully deep video deep dive on the podcast especially not to this extent just because it, no. it's almost like a whole album of music videos top yeah. top yeah. five music video episode coming soon maybe i would have to think about those that would be very that'd be, hard. That'd be a lot of fun all gold everything five times <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no church could, in the wild five could times. Definitely, we could definitely do that yeah. soon. Like that'd be that so idea. cool, and we could transcend that'll genres be, too. That'll that be a big, oh big God. lift. But yeah, we can do that. Let's do it, dude. So uh, we'll do it. So uh, should we just do a grade then? Yeah, let's do a grade and let's do our wrecks and get out of here. But yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking a solid B B plus. I'm that's what I'm giving everything today. I'm giving a B plus. Like yeah, you're a B plus today. Jeez. I just think that's where we're at with a lot of these things. I think I've made my arguments pretty well. I think there's some boring songs on this, but I think it's largely very good. Like. <laughs> Jasper, what do you think? I would say in the context of music that I or I guess I guess in the context of music that I listen to and like the quality standard that I hold other things to, I would also give it a B plus, just as far as like being a project in the the in not in a vacuum, right? Mm-hmm. But but looking at it as like I'm kind of torn because like as a what is functionally a debut project for a company or like a production group to pull all this talent together and come out with something that doesn't sound either just like really weird or very forgettable. Like a lot of super groups and other like kind of big mashups tend to I'm looking yeah. at you, like Phil Collins and Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm, I'm very impressed with like what came out of this. So like as like a project by itself, I would give it like an a or like an a minus, but just as like a, like in the context of everything else going on musically right now, I give it a B plus just because like there's other stuff out there that's also, you know, doing this to different degrees. It's not necessarily uniquely wholly original in any way, one way, but what it brings to the table, it like does it executes really well. I think. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like I think there's something to be said about like diversity. You know, like just yeah. like having a lot of different sounds play well together on an album. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. I am feeling a B, B plus. I will say coming into this, my expectations were pretty low. <laughs> um, I don't know. I wouldn't the... say my expectations were low, but they just weren't sky high either. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, honestly, it... like, I didn't think this would reinvent the wheel, and I think I was happy for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, after after seeing, like, how, or after being as excited as I was about the lineup for Summer Smash last year, I was like, these guys know how to sequence things. Like, if they could do it for a festival, they could do it for a damn yeah, album. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, when we don't have, like, 30,000 screaming people running around. I, I mean, actually disagree is, on that. I think those are just different things, and you shouldn't assume. You good? I, was, I mean, I was kind of joking, but, like, yeah. 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. B is good. B is a more than average. B is a passing grade. And well above classic. Above grade. average. It's above average. Exactly. Um, and they did it well, and like you said, nothing like this hasn't really been done before, especially not to this degree. 53, 50 plus different people working together on the album is a bit absurd, no, and yeah, I can't even imagine absurd. the stress that uh came with that. So, yeah, no, I, I respect it. All right, bet Rex. All right, do you want to do Rex? Who wants to go first? I'll do I mean, one. Go yeah, ahead, go for it, Jasper, go first, and I'll go because I have a spiel. I've got, I'm doing, I'm doing, you know, today has proven to be part of the darkest timeline or a different timeline. So I'm going with something different for me. Notorious B.I.G. Juicy. Ooh, very nice. good song. Very good song. Classic. 2005 remaster hits like fine wine every time. That's a good song. That's a good Normally song. I'm a Tupac enthusiast, but yeah, I've got to flip the script a little bit today. Yeah. I ain't mad at you. Okay. So for me. So something I've been noticing and like an artist who's I think is part of it we talked about a lot today. Something I've been noticing in the last couple of years has been 
more and more bands and artists fusing rock music with R and B. It started in 2021 when uh, Nightlife dropped their first EP. They're a pop punk band out of Baltimore that has be- they're also like all the musicians are like have like a jazz and soul background and the singer has an R&B background. It's insane. Right. But it's very much like in the same realm as like Fall Out Boy. Right. Um, and then I think you have Tizo Touchdown, who I think is very much like also in this. I, I think he definitely exists in a different sphere. He's certainly on the lyrical lemonade and not the basement hardcore show circuit. But I think creatively, I think it's impossible to say that his music is not just, not just, but like it is a combination of rock aesthetics and R&B. So yeah. I found another band that <laughs> falls into this trend uh, called Sleep Theory out of the East Coast, which has more of like a, almost like a hard rock, like almost like a butt rock, maybe like. <laughs> Like uh, some elements of like metal core uh, com- with a R&B singer like on, on the singing. So I think like it's a it's a genre of music that I think is kind of having a moment. If you haven't noticed all the Creed memes and Divorce yeah. Dad playlists on Spotify. But yeah. I think having like a, a singer from as dynamic a background as R&B, I think really elevates the music like to a whole nother level. And I checked out their first EP that dropped last year. And like, you know, I think it's very good. I'm very excited to see if these guys drop an album. So the song is sleep theory gone or staying. Okay. Is this the group you sent me? Yes. This is the same song I sent you. But yeah, I think I I was going to say, I feel like I recognize that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed them. Oh yeah, and I, I actually did listen to it. I, I enjoyed the song. I, I don't think I was able to finish it because I was doing something. Yeah, it actually, I remember listening to it and yeah. going, "Wait, they can sing for real." And I think yeah, that's no. actually that. And I think it's <laughs> interesting because, like, musically, I think like the band they probably sound the most like is Killswitch Engaged from like back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, who also, incidentally, their second singer was also black, but he was not an R and B singer. So you can tell the difference right away between like a group. Yeah like kill switch engaged and sleep theory. So yeah, no, I, I I'm on the lookout for these guys. I think they're probably going to be at riot fest. If not this year, next year, I'm very excited to see them. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, well I'll do my first one. Mine won't be as long as a spill, but this week Tottenham was playing a game and they went down one zero at halftime and I had to go into a meeting and I was furious because we were losing. They scored three goals in eight minutes, and it felt so good because <laughs> someone on the other team had stole one of our players' celebrations, and then they were just trolling him. And so I, <laughs> the TikTok song Get Back absolutely bangs. It's been, like, on so many different, um, like, uh, football videos with, like, the Super Bowl coming up. So that Get Back is a motherfucker, and it felt so good. I was in a meeting. And Amazing. I was squeezing my phone while watching it because I couldn't react. And it God. felt so good. Dude, I'm so, so happy they don't air NFL games during the workday. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. I could not focus. But, yeah. Um, YTB Fat, get back. That is awesome. awesome. All right. Let's bring you, guys, you guys are going to hate me for this, but I have to do it. 
Oh, Brandon, you're, I think you might actually appreciate this. This one's weird. It's not an official song. It released during TV airing hours. And here's why. In 2021, the 20th anniversary of Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, happened, right? The biggest nerd out there for this shit is Stephen Colbert. And he yeah. decided to put together a rap about Lord of the Rings being I an excellent this. trilogy. No, no, no. It you were not going to hate this. It is an excellent trilogy. Hold on. And I, Just, I see, I see so one me, of the names. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me read to you the list of people who made this, this Lord of the Rings rap possible that I've linked Jesus in the document. Stephen Colbert. Featuring John Baptiste, Elijah Wood, Sean Astin, Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, Hugo Weaving, Andy Serkis, Orlando Bloom, Viggo Mortensen, Method Man, Killer Mike, and Anna Kendrick. That's a lot. Why is Anna Kendrick there? But yeah, no. Because they say fuck Anna Kendrick at the end, and she's like, what the fuck? Pitch Perfect isn't even like a real trilogy, and it's like a whole thing. Yeah. But the song is called Lord of the Rings Number One Trilly, and I have a link, and I will send it to both of you because you need to watch it. It's That's amazing. Funny. I hate everything. <laughs> I almost did a, a song that was technically only released in a YouTube video, but I'm going to save that for next week. But <laughs> Killer Mike saying fuck Anna Kendrick in a song is hilarious to that me. That is so very you, funny. Now you two have to see it. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> that is fair. I don't know it. All right. So All this, right, this week I'm premiering my, my new playlist. My new playlist I've constructed to help me focus. I'm calling it uh, Songs That Make My Brain Go Whirr the Second They Start, uh, featuring <laughs> tracks like Backseat Freestyle, Loud, <laughs> and uh, my recommendation, Ricky by Denzel Curry. The second that song goes on, <laughs> eyes rolled backwards, brain off in South Florida, no, I'm caught. Like all of these songs just instantly wipe my brain and put me into some kind of state. Given the name of that playlist, I'm surprised Kendrick's ADHD isn't on there. No, it's it's it, gonna be now. <laughs> it, no, it's only songs that start off like are hard from the first second. Yeah, true. Yeah, Formation by Beyonce's on there. I do have Fiend on there. You know, like. Yeah, I mean that. that real that recognize real. I'll send you yeah. the playlist right now, Jasper. I've already said that the purpose. Appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll wrap us up then. I don't know why, but I've been in a lucky mood. So I've been listening to Lucky. Me, myself, and I is an absolute classic. I don't care what anyone says. But man, it's Lucky rapping about some depressive stuff that people just go hard to. So that, that's what I'm closing. It's about. just, it's just backseat. It's just uh, swimming pools over and over again, getting harder and harder and harder to ignore. Swim, swimming pools, but it's only the first four seconds where you get that sad synth intro repeating. <laughs> Poor drink, headshot drink. <laughs> yep. Just more drink. Oh my god. Okay. All right, guys, that was this episode. All is yellow. I have to piss. Yes.